Welcome back to another episode of Investees. It feels so good to be back with you all this week. Last week, I was a keynote speaker for the H100 Latina Giving Circle. The H100 is a division of the Texas Women's Foundation. It is comprised of 100 Hispanic or Latina women, and it is just representing a history of delivering and transforming Latina women and girls through its collective strength and experience to influence change. The mission for the Latina Giving Circle is simply to encourage philanthropy in our community to contribute strategically and meaningfully throughout the DFW area. It was such an honor to speak at this event and be amongst such powerhouse women. Most of my community is based outside of state, so I have been very intentional this year in wanting to really integrate myself into Texas. And we're off to a great start. Special thank you to H100 for having me as their keynote speaker. I also was interviewed for a podcast. We did a live recording of it, so it pulled me out of the office. And then I also hosted Wealth Warrior the course over the weekend, which was a really great time. Thank you to everyone that joined. We will be announcing new dates for January very soon. I look forward every single quarter to giving this course. It is something that just grounds me. I really, truly enjoy it. So I just wanted to give a shout out to all of the students this past weekend at Wealth Warrior, the course. We are setting up some processes in place as a team for Investees podcast so that when I have all of these things on my calendar, we can mitigate for that and still get episodes out. I appreciate your patience as we go through these growing pains and set ourselves up for success so that we are consistent with an episode every single week. This week on the podcast, we are going to be discussing stock market seasonal patterns. A few episodes back, I talked to you all about the September effect and the October bottom. What I didn't talk to you about is the stock market seasonal patterns. So what I discussed in that episode, which I highly recommend that you go back and listen to it if you haven't listened to it yet, is that these seasonal patterns are things that take place pretty often. And so I want to highlight what we can expect for November and then going into the new year. Stock market seasonal patterns are the directional tendencies of stock indices based on a specific time of year. And as a reminder, a stock index is the S&P 500. Another stock index is the Dow Jones, as well as the NASDAQ. We've talked about those three several times before on the podcast, but for the new listeners, really quickly, the S&P 500 tracks the top 500 largest companies in the United States. These are the top most powerful companies, of course, not just in the United States, but given our GDP power, given the amount of purchase 
purchasing power that we have in this country. They are also the top 500 companies in the world. And so the stock index, which is comprised of all these companies, is a really great way to tell how the economy is doing. The NASDAQ tracks all of the tech companies, so any publicly traded company that is tech heavy is in the NASDAQ. And then the Dow Jones tracks 30 companies in the country. We are going to focus on the seasonal patterns that impact the S&P 500, given that this is the standard barometer that we use to measure the market, because of course, as I just mentioned, it gives us a perspective on the economy as a whole. The S&P 500 did in fact experience an October bottom as we had discussed a few episodes back on the podcast. We hit that bottom on October 26th. We hadn't seen the S&P 500 at those levels since May 10th, just several months back. It's really important for me to note that since the S&P 500 hit a high back in August, August 1st to be specific, it had dropped significantly to that October bottom. It dropped a total of 9.6%. Now let me tell you why that 9.6% is an important number. When the stock market drops, by more than 10%, this is called a correction. Now, a correction is something that is really positive. What that usually implies is that the market is self-correcting. It is correcting itself. In the stock market, when it has gone too far up, that is known as froth. And so a correction is removing that froth and correcting itself. We want the stock market to do that. The last thing we want is for the stock market to continuously move towards a positive direction. I know that sounds counterintuitive, but we want a stock market that is priced what it is valued. And many times when the stock market just consistently moves into a positive direction, it is then considered overvalued and that is when we see very steep drops so it's best to just see a incremental growth and then see it sort of pause take a break maybe pull back a little and then continue its growth upwards this is why it is positive to see the market correct itself after such a steep growth when the market was moving towards the bottom in October, it did briefly see the drop in 10%, but before the day closed, before the bell rang, it actually recovered. And so we never count what took place during the day, we count the way the stock market closes. So looking back at that October bottom, we never technically entered correction territory. A correction is positive, and we do get to see that happen approximately once every year and a half. What isn't as positive is a stock market crash. A stock market crash happens when the stock market has declined by 20% or more. 
Anything after a 20% drop implies that we are technically in a stock market crash. We're going to take a short break, and when we get back, we're going to discuss what we can expect in November and into the closing of the year. As an entrepreneur, it is so important for us to continuously analyze the work that we're doing and identify whether it is effective and whether it is efficient. And it's also important for us to make really hard decisions on knowing when to cut out things from our routine that is not working. Our time is very valuable. Every morning I'm in my office at 7 a.m. and I spend three hours reading top news in the market. I then curate a body of work Monday through Friday when the stock market is open and distribute the top news for the stock market. Unfortunately, it is no longer effective for me to distribute that content via Instagram as the algorithm is not on my side and not as many folks get to have visibility on that content. I'm making morning bread exclusive on Patreon. I've included another tier on Patreon. If you would like to continue to see morning bread every morning, Monday through Friday, when the stock market is open, then head over to our Patreon, patreon.com backslash in lose we trust. Sign up for our morning bread tier. It is only $3 a month. You're helping to support me as I create that content every morning. And I ensure you that it enters your inbox. You also get my personal perspective on where the market is headed, as well as a space for you to interact in the comments section and ask me any questions or comment on any news that I have distributed for the day. As I mentioned, the tier is only $3 a month, and if you sign up for the whole year, you will get a 16% off, which would bring your annual subscription to 30 bucks. I appreciate everyone's support on Patreon. If you want to keep reading Morning Bread, head over to patreon.com backslash in lose we trust and sign up for the Morning Bread tier. If you're a patron on the other tiers, you will automatically already receive Morning Bread. Thank you so much for your support. And we're back. November is off to an incredible start. We had a record-breaking week last week. The S&P 500 climbed. I shouldn't even say climbed because it did not climb. It jumped 5.85%. Just so that I put this into perspective for you, it is known as a positive year when the S&P 500 has increased by at least 10%. That is known as a positive year. We did 5.85%, more than half of that in just one week last week. That is absolutely incredible. Historically, talking about the seasonal patterns in the stock market, November has been the strongest month for stocks 
since the 1950s. So there's really no surprise there. Year to date, the S&P 500 is up 14.41% as of recording this episode. It looks like we are really having a great year when it comes to the returns in the market. I really hope that everyone listening out there is participating, learning how to invest, and taking advantage of this vehicle that is accessible to us. And I know I said that we were only going to focus on the S&P 500, but I think that we should definitely mention this because it is another highlight in the stock market. The NASDAQ entered correction territory as well. This was a technical correction territory as it dropped as far down as 12.25%. It also had an incredible recovery the first week of November. It increased by 6.6%. And get this, year to date, as of the recording of this episode, the NASDAQ is up 31.20%. Okay, 31.20% year to date. Now, you tell me where you're going to get those type of returns in 11 months. I wanted to mention that one because it is really excelling. So you can see that these corrections, you can see why they're important, why we need to take a step back. This also really provides us with an incredible buying opportunity where we get to see stocks at a discount overall. We have positive news and things are really looking great. Now, I want to talk to you about one more seasonal pattern before I let you go for the day. This one is called the Santa Claus Rally. It averages about 1% to 1.5% increase during a short period of time. It is one of the famous rallies that happens in the year for a couple of reasons. We can expect this rally to take place towards the end of December and move into the first few days of January. This has been a rally that has been documented since 1950. The pattern was first documented by a man named Yale Hirsch, and when he discovered it, not only did he give it the clever name of the Santa Claus rally, but he also discovered that when we do have a rally at the start of the year, we can expect for the market to be positive throughout the entire year. He wrote this, if Santa Claus should fail to call, bears may come to broad and wall, referring to Wall Street, referring to the New York Stock Exchange. So what he is saying is that if we don't have a Santa Claus rally, then we can expect for the stock market to be down for the year. If we have the Santa Claus rally, then we can expect positive gains. And yes, to answer your question, I know what you're thinking. We indeed had a Santa Claus rally at the start of this year. So, so far, trends are going as indicated. It's important for us to note that these trends are not a crystal ball, but just simply a tool that we can utilize so we can know how to manage our own expectations, know how to manage our emotions, and also, I think it builds some confidence in the market that we can use these tools to confidently continue our investing journey.
Thank you for joining me this week on Investees. I'm your host, Linda Garcia. Investees is a Cosmic Standard and In Lose We Trust production. A special thank you to our team, Asia Simpson, Eliza Smith, Jacob Winnick, and Nina Gensler-Debs.